Hello, this is Lisa LaRose on Connect to Love here on PRNFM, and I'm joined by the amazing and wonderful Michael J. Russ. Hello, Michael. Welcome, welcome, How you welcome. doing? Super, Ditto right back great. at you with the amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right back at you. So girl. amazing. Right back at you. you know, you, you, last week you, you inspired me, and I have been uh, practicing, practicing, practicing lots of, of what we call Ho'oponopono. So uh, we um, can't wait to get started because we have so many things to talk about with this Hawaiian technique of forgiveness. Um, there's, just, there's just so much that um, it can do, and, you know, it's, it's uh, I'm just really, really excited. So for those of our audience members that are not familiar with Ho'oponopono, it's a powerful spiritual healing technique that comes from Hawaii. It was an ancient technique that, of forgiveness and a self-healing practice. It was sort of rediscovered and reinvented as self-identity Ho'oponopono by um, a Hawaiian kahuna named Morna and then brought more into light by Dr. Len uh, Ilihakala, Hugh, Hugh Lin. So we'll call him Dr. Hugh Lin because it's, it's a lot easier. But he, he became famous because he was a psychologist in a hospital for the criminally insane. And he did not see patients. He said other than just to see them in the hallway, um, but he never went to staff meetings. He said that he recognized that when there was a problem, that it was something that he saw as an opportunity to heal within himself. And so that's exactly what he did. And as he did, the whole atmosphere of the hospital where the prisoners had to be in shackles and restrained, they no longer had to be restrained, the staff who were always on edge relaxed, it became more of a family atmosphere, and little by little, the patients got better until they got to the point where the unit was completely closed, um, which is really pretty pretty miraculous. So, you know, just in a, in a nutshell, uh, for anybody that has struggled with the concept of forgiveness, um, this beautiful Hawaiian technique um, called Ho'oponopono actually translates into, the, the word translates into causing things to move back in balance or to make things right. So pono means balance in the sense of like. So the fact that this word has a double pono pono, <laughs> it's like make it right and make it really right, in my opinion. So, um, <laughs> you know, it, it sort of, you know, becomes a, a mantra. And we're going to delve a little bit into how this forgiveness practice works and how uh, Michael has incorporated it in, in his life and, and uh, as also in mine. Um, but, um, you know, it's, it's a method of, of cleaning uh, that you can literally not only um, heal yourself but, uh, but others. But really, it's, you know, what Dr. Len said, it was about taking 100% responsibility for himself. And that when he did, um, he was able to allow others to heal. So the Ho'oponopono prayer is very simple. It begins with, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. And that's it. You know, so I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. And it's very touching and very simple. And um, I would love to hear, Michael, about um, how you utilize this prayer and, and how it's changed your life. Well, it's really quite, quite interesting. Thank you so much. Um, your explanation is, is awesome. Um, I have a, a, a sort of a different take simply from, uh, some, from uh, a different uh, person who uh, kind of interpreted Ho'oponopono, uh, which is that um, in terms of balance, Hawaiians say right. So basically, ho'o is to make, and pono is right, to make right. Mm-hmm. And, and same thing as balance. It's just a little bit different in terms of, of uh, but the, the pono pono, balance um, right twice means right with you and right with others that are 
mm-hmm. um, close to you or around you, which I really, really, I really, really like. And it might, that might bring a little bit greater clarity to people about what this is. You're literally attempting to um, basically make uh, yourself right uh, and those close to you right, which is exactly what uh, the doctor you were talking about actually did. It's, it's interesting that you said that because uh, I'm simply going to say this. When you said uh, how he was able to uh, shift the energy in the entire institution, what came to mind is how the frequencies of the institution were all fighting against each other. There were, there were lower mm-hmm. frequencies that are bouncing off all over the place. And by him actually getting himself um, doing this Ho'oponopono prayer himself, he was able to write the energy, to rebalance the energy in the entire building. I find that amazing, number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally amazing that that can be the case. And it, it alludes to this whole concept of we as individuals have the ability to change our outer world when we change our inner world. And this is a complete, completely awesome example of that occurring to, to a degree that I don't think the average person would do that. Imagine, imagine a household is dysfunctional. Everybody's out of, out of balance. And one person, one person decides to do Ho'oponopono, and, and how it might change the entire energy of a household, you know, that, from that perspective. And then if you teach it to children, then all of a sudden, boom, you know, I, I find that the uses of this absolutely amazing. For me, uh, it's a concept of, of forgiveness. In my view, we are all carrying negative energy from past events and circumstances. Um, mm-hmm. Just things, ragtag edges of things we just haven't gotten rid of. You know, it's kind of like... You, 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 you had a piece of paper you'd thrown in the fire, but there's still a little bit left after the fire's out, right? Just still a little bit right. left that you can maybe read. <laughs> and so you didn't get it all. You didn't burn the whole thing up. It's not all ash. There's still something left. And so we, years into the future, are carrying these things. They might be uh, different levels of trauma that we've experienced in our lives. Maybe we haven't forgiven ourselves for a mistake that we've made. Maybe we, uh, like me, I, I put a lot of money into a business and that business didn't work out and all that money was just gone, right? And mm-hmm. I, could sit around, I, I could sit around and say, okay, I got to start all over again or I could lament about it or blame somebody or, uh, uh, or blame myself for, for it all happening, except that's not me. And, it, and I, I decided to make the choice to literally exercise that out of me, to rebalance myself, to exercise that energy, to, to, to let it go um, by understanding first that I, you know, whatever choices I made, decisions I made at the time, can't go back and change them, uh, no matter how much I want to try. And a lot of stress, a lot of angst, a lot of uh, negative energy uh, residual energy is is within us all from not forgiving ourselves or regretting decisions that we made in the past, relationship-wise, uh, work-wise, uh, financially, you, you name it, it's all there. So I've used this to clear out all of that and uh, to, um, to understand that every day is a new beginning. Every day is a new beginning. And in order for that to be a, a true new beginning, I have to face this day without any of the negative energy of past choices, consequences, whatever it is that uh, uh, in, in, in my life. And so that's how I use this. And it is, it is so cool. Um, if people can go online and look up different meditations for this, I found one today that was really brilliant. Um, and if, if, it, it, it sometimes help to be, helps to be guided through the process a couple of times, and then you pick it up yourself and you start using it um, and, and on a daily basis just for five minutes. Five mm-hmm. minutes. You, you, it, it, it really shifts your own energy. It makes you feel different. It makes you 
feel like you've like you've taken off that that thousand pound backpack of all that stuff that you've been carrying around that's laying it's beneath the surface it's beneath the surface uh, in your in your mind maybe in a drawer back there somewhere but even in the drawer it's radiating that energy it's radiating that low mm-hmm. that low frequency energy and that's that's what we really don't realize and then we then we're triggered by something that is similar to that experience we get triggered and all of a sudden that drawer is open that whole thing is out and we're all of a sudden reacting uh and and nobody understands not even us why we're reacting the way that we're reacting you know you got let go you got you got fired 25 years ago and the circumstances behind the firing you haven't forgiven yourself for and now you're you're in another situation and in the real world circumstances can be similar not exactly the same but people can say things people can do things you can see things happening see things unfolding you go wait a minute this is similar to something i've already you know all of a sudden boom all those feelings come rushing back all of the the doubt or the anger the frustration you had the worry even the fear of possibly um, losing your job because you did before all that can come rushing back it's all different and what what we really have to understand is that our thoughts and feelings create create our reality in the present moment in the moment of now that's we're creating our reality reality uh, on a consistent moment-to-moment basis based on what our thoughts and feelings are and, and our beliefs and mm-hmm. we have to be cognizant of that because if we're not we're going to be if you've got a fear or a worry that you're carrying forward into this moment and it is going to manifest in your reality not only through your feelings your thoughts your your frequencies that you're your your that you're going to attract are going to validate whatever that is and I am always cognizant of, of, of this fact and uh, so it's how I keep myself sort of on balance when I recognize something's a bit off I will first opportunity sit down and clear it out mm-hmm. clear it out I am sorry please forgive me I love you it's a matter of connecting with yourself putting your hand on your heart and and basically saying this to yourself mm-hmm. you're saying it to yourself not something outside of you you're saying it to yourself and and it, and it just helps to cleanse and that's what I love mm-hmm. about it beautiful yeah and you know one of the things that I really loved about Dr. Hulin is what he said that this phrase or this prayer was like the combination lock that opened up the universe to you. <laughs> Which I was like, oh my okay, God, I like you that. Know? Oh yeah. yeah. And and so he said, you know, so you open up yourself to divine cleaning and that when you do it erases all those programs that prevents you from being connected to your source. And um, mm-hmm. you know, it was interesting in, in his early connection with self-identity, Ho'oponopono, he had heard about this miracle worker, Morna, who was healing cancers and all sorts of things. And he's like, I have to meet her. You know, and he's, you know, he figured he's in a clinical setting. This is prior to his experience in, in this criminally insane ward. And he, he, so he paid the money to go to her class, and he's like, oh, my gosh, this woman is nuts. <laughs> She's like, he said, he thought, she thought she was totally in, insane, and he walked out of the class. And, and he's like, but something was pulling at him. And so he paid the money again, and he went to another class, and he's like, oh, my gosh. She's like, you know, how can this, this prayer be doing anything? And he, and he left again. Then he paid a third time. <laughs> he paid the money to go to the class, and he said it still like drove him crazy. But he stayed, and he healed, and it transformed him. And he ended up actually being with her until her last days of her life, um, which I found so fascinating and so amazing. Hmm. But you know, Morna was a was a pretty amazing individual you know she said that most westerners find it difficult to put their analytical thinking aside and get closer to their higher self which i think was what was blocking dr lynn 
And he said they pay like for it with their sense of, you know, breakup and separation. And you instead, as you were saying, you find yourself in constant struggle with problems and adversities. And so when you don't allow that divine energy to flow through you, you know, you keep yourself separate from from happiness so when you take a hundred percent responsibility and and what i found so fascinating like every stress illness or problem in a relation in 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 a relationship that you might see when you take a hundred percent responsibility you know that a lot of Mm -hmm. people have difficulty with that saying well you know you know that guy's criminally insane um you didn't do any of things why should you take responsibility and what Dr. Lin said was, you know, it's it's related to the ancestors. It's all part of the field. So if I want, we are truly one by healing and doing my part, I can actually shift what's going on in the world. And then he went on to say that, you know, when we agree to life, which I found so fascinating, he said that's one of the greatest secrets to happiness, not controlling life. You're not not visualizing and affirming and trying to manipulate. Instead, you know, go with the flow, which is sort of what you do. You know, you find that um, you know, every every little bit that you do makes makes a difference. And um, I just I I really love that connection. And one of the things you know in the in the words in each part of that prayer, you know, I'm sorry. You know, when we we apologize. Um, and we ask for forgiveness, please forgive me. And then to say thank you, there's you know gratitude in there. There's reverence. Right. There's the ability mm-hmm. for transmutation. You know, things mm-hmm. can right. actually transmute into something something else. And those three words, and you know, this this show is is connect to love. I mean, there's nothing more, and to me, nothing more powerful in the world than love. And when you hold that space, it create it creates a sacred and, and very precious space. And you know, we we I think for many of us, you know, we get um, separated from that. And since we spoke la- last week, uh, Michael, I've been practicing, you know, haponofano, and I find myself, you know, in a lot of situations you know, where you have different frustrations. But as I was practicing. And I was really doing it without any intention. I, you know, I kind of, you know, made it into a song, and I was doing it, singing it to my dogs, and <laughs> going through my day. <laughs> but what was so miraculous, and it was uh, two different instances where I have been waiting for months and months and months for some funds to be released, and wasn't really thinking about them. And I got a, a text message and an email, like, guess what? Within the next two days, these funds will be transferred to your bank account. I was like, wow, that wasn't even what I was working on. I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll heal with myself and, you know, see what a difference it is in my dogs and and whatnot. I was, you know, working on on myself um, and the program and really for myself. And and so so those are sort of some unexpected benefits. Um, Have you seen similar things as you practice Aponopono? Yeah, my, my, my life is... One of, uh, I mean, in my business, I, uh, um, I may, <laughs> how I can say this, um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm in sales, and I'm, everything I do is 100% commission. In order to make a living, I have to help someone uh, get exactly what they want, and mm-hmm. um, I don't focus on me; I focus on them, and I, so I don't know what's going to happen month to month for me. And it's been this way for 38 years. So you can imagine uh, how um, someone in this position could, in my position, could um, develop fears or doubts or worries about or frustrations, uh, come up with all kinds of madding scenarios about what may or may not happen in the next 30 days. I have bills just like anybody else. Like I had a, I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've had three homes. You know, mortgages and all this other kind of stuff. Mortgages, car payments at one point in time, you know, all this kind of stuff. And if I want to go on vacation, if I want to leave town for a week or two or two weeks or whatever it is, I, I, I'm not making anything during that time frame. I have to have a free mind to go do whatever. So the, it used to be in the first five years 
it was it was a very high pressure situation until I learned to balance it to manage it till I learned the secret which is that I created the reality for myself I created the reality and uh, I was creating a reality in the first five years that I really didn't want so I had to turn around and shift and change that reality but today um, I do I've, I've noticed <clears throat> I write down um, intentions and goals that I have for the coming months and I practice Ho'oponopono to alleviate any negative energy that I might be harboring um, fears mm-hmm. worries that might be in subsurface uh, about that and it allows me to relax and be in balance and then just <clears throat> take what comes and believe it or not um, <laughs> every month works out and every month has worked out for decades and so uh, it's it's you know you received that particular uh, check I've received wonderful gifts in, in, in the past 30 years uh, financially uh, I it really is wonderful in a relationship context mm-hmm. uh, it helps me bring balance to the relationship what's interesting is that I live with somebody who doesn't really embrace it but is very empathic uh, and uh, it's and so my ba- the way I balance myself uh, through Ho'oponopono and other meditations that I do it really helps the relationship stay balanced uh, I can tell in a minute when I'm out of sorts and I'm around her I can immediately she immediately reacts and responds to it and without even knowing why she's doing it mm-hmm. and so I I <clears throat> when it comes to uh, being in the in 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 my relationships so to speak uh, family or otherwise it, it's it's incredibly beneficial and I find that that's um, that's something that's one of the blessings of, of this particular uh, practice of this uh, of, of Ho'oponopono it's beautiful it, it's so simple it's so simple you know what I mean and if you're if you're sitting down with your eyes closed you're you've, you've breathed deeply four five six times you've relaxed yourself and you've connected with yourself uh, and you you sincerely um, say these words to yourself you and then you do the most important thing which is release your attachment from con- the consequences of what you're doing you mm-hmm. release your attachment from something having to happen right it's not about it's not about forcing something to occur it's about releasing the negative energy and allowing the flow of of your energy to impact the world around you and uh, a form of alchemy so to speak uh, and I, I love it it's that that simplicity of it is likely the reason why it works so well and make I, I I dated a Hawaiian girl for two and a half years <laughs> I can tell you uh, whose father whose father's uh, mother was a kahuna in in fact and uh, I know that the unseen the Hawaiians never did anything without a purpose most indigenous mm-hmm. peoples don't there's a whole um, there's a and, and like you said earlier you just have to get your rational mind out of the way you know that empirical evidence mind that you have get that out of the way and simply accept I find it's interesting that dr. Hewitt had to go back three times it makes me when you said that I when you, when you said that it made me think wow um his soul was supposed to be with this with this woman his soul their souls mm-hmm. were supposed to be connected and he kept fighting it with his empirical mind he kept fighting it and uh, I'm sure he discovered a, a whole different world unique world when he finally stopped fighting and started going with the flow mm-hmm. and uh, I find that I find that really really cool um, yeah Morna <laughs> yeah, you, Lynn, and Morna. And- wow what a combination <laughs> yeah and you know I think you bring up a good point Michael because you know there are things that go on with us consciously but there are programs that we have that are, go on mm-hmm. unconsciously and you know when we actually realize that we are you know perfect in divine creation you know and that everyone in everything 
is perfect, just as they are. And that's what I really love about this. He kept saying, no, it's not about, you're not doing this for somebody. You're doing this for yourself. You know, you're not, you, you know, so he, what he would do when he would teach a class, he would go to the room um, and he would introduce, he would feel the energy in the room. And, you know, if the room was not happy, he would clean himself. He would say, well, okay, well, why is this room not happy? And he would prepare the space. If he was teaching a class, everybody that would, he would get a list and he would clean himself on everybody without even meeting them. Um, preparing wow. himself and and he said you know one of the things that is was the hardest and he said he made himself a deal that he would have the biggest hot fudge Sunday ever if he could get through a day without judging anybody and he said to this day he has still not had that hot fudge Sunday and and you think to yourself wow you know here are all of these these different things but you know he he really sees it as his his part in the process of of creation and so you know he he talked about what is imperfect and he said you know imperfect is our memories our reactions they're the irritations the judgments resentments the angers all of those things and we've all been there there's not one of us that's alive today that hasn't experienced whether it be an irritation in traffic or you know standing in line and you know somebody's fishing for change and you know you're in a hurry I mean all of those things and so when mm-hmm. you find yourself in that place you know that's the perfect time to practice Ho'oponopono and understand mm-hmm. that in that moment that there is a, a reason as you said there was a reason that that he was connected to Morna um, mm-hmm. and that he was stayed with her for the, the rest of his life, you know, and it, it becomes that recognition of, um, uh, you know, forgiveness, you know, forgiveness, 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 and recognizing again, taking a hundred percent responsibility and clean, you know, and that's what I, you know, and, and he would say like, if there, there's an issue, clean, 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 <laughs> You know, and I don't think he's ever felt to be the place where he is, um, you know, com- completely clean. And as you said, you know, we're, we all meet people along the path, you know, and and you meet them where they are. You know, not everybody is ready for this. You know, I had somebody that I was trying to have a conversation and they said, oh, I just couldn't do that. And I thought, okay, that's all right. You know, that's where they are. I planted a seed and all I can do for myself is clean on it you know I have you know it's like having you know a box filled with you know a million dollars and you just want to give it to somebody and it's like no I don't want that I'm like okay no problem you know it's I'll find somebody else that, that's open to it and in the meantime you know I'm going to give that gift to myself you know which is, is to me you know really yeah. really valuable and, and it's giving it to yourself first. You are giving it mm-hmm. to yourself first. And it's really interesting because um, we've talked about frequency. I'm, I guess, right about now, passionately obsessed with the concept of, of, of frequencies and how to, to keep our frequencies elevated and how to mitigate the circumstances that, that impact our frequencies in a negative way, that we allow these uh, circumstances to impact our frequencies in a, in a negative way. And... Um, the, the the simplicity of this uh, and the way that it the power it has to shift you and uh, thereby shifting the outs the energies outside of you is brilliant. <laughs> Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it makes I mean it, it when I first heard it I heard about it uh, I couldn't wait to use it couldn't wait to use it. Uh, and and again, a big a big part of this is uh, releasing your attachment to what happens as a result. Right. That that is a big a really big part of it, because we can through our own um, desires to have to force something to occur, you know, um, <clears throat> within the context of a relationship at work or. Uh, with your with the people around you in a team or at home or with your family, you you really want to make something happen. You really you have to uh, sincerely do it for yourself. Clean mm-hmm. clean you, 
And by cleaning you, you're cleaning um, other people, pono pono, right? Ourselves and others. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and in a way that is just automatic. Um, simple as it, 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 it's not complicated. And it's just, you're right about people being ready and not being ready. Some people are and some people are not. And uh, those who are ready to step outside of, their, uh, of the box that they live in and uh, you know, m- remove a few walls uh, of that box and, and open themselves up to whatever else is, is, is out there and letting it in and, and shifting and changing their own thought process so will change not only themselves, but they'll change uh, everything outside of them. And I think this is important. In this day and age, I spent a lot of time thinking about the stuff that's going on in the world. You know, oh, 100%. climate, this and that. You know, you're like, you're like, wow, is the planet mad at us or what? You know, um, it, 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 the energies uh, of the planet are just messed up. Um, there's a lot of greed. There's a lot of judgment. As you mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, there's a lot of judgment um, going mm-hmm. through. It, it it takes work to not judge. I'm gonna come out and say it. It takes work to not judge because Absolutely. we've been taught to oh. kind of judge everything, right? Oh. I mean, I was sitting there. It's easy. Oh, you know, it's like this panacea of oh, just don't judge. Really? <laughs> you know? I mean, I have to catch myself when I'm judging. You know, you have, to, you have to all the time. You're, you're judging something. You're judging this person as being bad. That person being good. This person here is, is that. And you have to wait, 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 wait. You have to back up and say, what the heck am I doing? Um, we're judging everything. Something is beautiful. Something is not beautiful. Um, you know, something large, something small, something, you know. It's just that's what we do as human beings. And we have to do the complete opposite, which is not. It's, it's, right. we take on a lot. We take on a lot when we judge. It, it, mm-hmm. Basically, what we're, in my view, what we do is we spend a lot of emotional capital on things that don't really have any relevance in our lives. That judgment is one of those things that we mm-hmm. waste emotional capital on. We waste our time, our energy, we waste our frequency on it. We waste, we waste, we invest in something that has no real positive, relevant return for us. And that's, that's, to me, that's what judgment does. And, and that's the way I convey it to people. Start looking at it as, as you know, Ho'oponopono uh, is an investment in you. It's a positive investment in you, clearing and balancing you, cleaning you, mm-hmm. and, and cleaning, in consequence, the world around you. You don't know who it's going to impact. And it's not up to you. It's, it's, you know, you've got to let go of that. It's not up to you who it, who it impacts or, or how it impacts uh, the world. Um, you're just putting it out there. And here's the interesting thing. I had this thought. I was waking up this morning. I don't know. It was about 4.30 in the morning. The cat had just walked across me, and I woke up. And I had this thought about, wow, what would happen if we had this huge ho'oponopono? You had a lot of people online. Everybody at the same time decided to do this Ho'oponopono. Just is like, how would that impact this the world that we live in? That's an interesting thought, actually. Um, mm. That if a lot of people did it at the same time, we had this Guinness World Record Ho'oponopono. You know, wow. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, you know, yeah, I, think, I wish kinda... you could see my arms because I've got my hair on my aunt. arms just standing up. <laughs> it would be amazing. It would be amazing. Yeah, that's the kind, of, that's the, that's the kind of stuff I think of in the middle. You know, when I'm when I'm not able to sleep, when I wake up and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm looking at the insides of my eyelids. I'm just relaxed. I'm just comfortable. What's going to come yeah. to mind? You know, and I'm thinking, oh, this. Okay, that that is really, really unique. And I don't know if anybody's actually tried that. Well, you know, you're not too far. Yeah, you're not too far off because you know, Morna um, was considered. I think in 1983 they made her a living treasure in Hawaii, and um, you know, one of the things, and this is a quote by her. She said, "If if we can accept 
that we are the sum total of all past thoughts, emotions, words, deeds, and actions, and that our present lives and choices are colored or shaded by this memory bank of the past, then we begin to see how a process of correcting or setting things aright can change our lives, our family, and our society. And so in... um, uh, she went, it was so fascinating, you know, she actually went and traveled uh, to the to Poland and she traveled to Germany when there was still an East and West Germany. And she taught in Warsaw and then four weeks later, um, there was, a you know, the group of people that were there, that's when the Berlin Wall fell. And so did they have an impact? I don't think that she would have, um, you know, she's a pretty humble person. Um, you know, she, if it, it, you know, you think about the symbolism and the energy of that and, you know, how many people that she, she touched when, you know, she, she visited Poland and she felt that it, you know it was really in you know an important thing and then so that was what 1989 i think when the berlin wall fell and she passed away you know 3 years later she was actually in germany and she announced that her task on earth had been completed and she went to bed and she transitioned um and hmm. i mean to me that is just you know pretty pretty profound you know i guess she had she had gotten to the point where she had passed the torch on and and it could you know work to to make a difference in the world and and i do believe that as you're saying you know when each if each one of us were to take 100 percent responsibility and forgive our past and forgive the ancestors and and whatnot and then just come from a place of love I do believe that we can transform anything, truly. So um, true. So true. It's interesting. I, this is, you said 100% responsibility. I think this is probably about the second or third time in, in this, in this uh, uh, show. And I, it makes me think about um, somebody who taught me how important that was, the value of taking 100% responsibility uh, in your life, uh, a gentleman by the name of Charles Gibbons, he was a best-selling author, a multi-millionaire uh, businessman uh, in Florida, in Orlando, and what a what an amazing uh, human being uh, this this gentleman was. And when he shared this, he said one of his one of his keys to success was taking 100% responsibility in his life for everything that that happened. He had he was the kind of guy. I mean, he had gotten divorced from his first wife, married his second wife. And his his first wife and his second wife became good friends. They were all over for dinner every Sunday night. You know, I mean, he was he he says, look, I took responsibility for my first relationship. I um, and, and I said so, and I mended that relationship in a way. Uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't able to save it, but I mended it in a way that we that we could positively go forward and everybody could be happy. And Aww. I said to myself, I said, yeah, it takes, it, takes, uh, it, 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 it takes something very special to uh, be able to admit. And this is the issue, I think, with, with um, many, many people in, in this world. We're, we're not taught at an early age to really take responsibility for everything we do and the consequences of our choices really is what it is. Uh, we make mm-hmm. a choice, we go do something, and there's ancillary consequences that occur and it's like, it's not my fault. It wasn't me. You know, it wasn't me. Well, were you there? Yeah, right. But it wasn't me. You made the decision to actually go there. You made the decision as to time you went there. And what he taught me was 100% responsibility is taking responsibility for every choice you made that led up to where you ended up, to what happened. Mm. You know, you, you decided... If you got into, he said, listen, he says, if you got into a car accident, why would you, if someone hit you on a freeway or wherever, they rear-ended you, why would you get out of the car and blame them for what it is that happened? Yeah, it happened. Yes, they did it. However, if you don't take responsibility for why you were there when you left the house, 
the car you decided to buy that was there that got hit. I mean, literally, it just goes back farther and farther and farther. There are many choices. Right. Dozens of choices are led to you being where you are. And you have to literally not only accept responsibility for that, but you also have to forgive yourself for those mm-hmm. choices. Very, very, very important. You must forgive yourself for the choices. And that's the most important thing. And and I do that. I literally, uh, I, I don't know, I've probably told the story before. I'll give you two seconds of it. I've been rear-ended in my, my sports car twice. And um, both times, I just literally said, the first time, the gentleman didn't have insurance. It was $8,500 worth of damage, right? Oh, my goodness. And I'm, oh, yeah, and I went out of the car for a while. And I had $1,000 deductible, and I asked him to pay the deductible. Uh, he didn't have insurance. He had insurance. It, it expired 30 days before he ran into me. Oh my His insurance goodness. company says he doesn't have it. So I, I politely asked him to cover it. And I'm the kind of person that is like, you know what? I will ask. I'm not going to get upset about this. I'm not going to make myself out to be a victim of this circumstance. I called my insurance company and I said, this gentleman did this. I need to get my car fixed. They said, okay, fine, $1,000 deductible. And I said, and he ended up not paying it because he didn't feel it was his, you know, he didn't want to do it. And I wasn't going to take in the small claims court because that involved um, a lot of other negative energy and choices on my part that I just don't like to do that. I'm not going there. Um, and uh, I said, I'm not going to let this particular gentleman control my thoughts and feelings. He's not taking my sovereignty away from me. I don't, I'm not a victim. I'm just somebody who's had something happen. It's got to be fixed. So I literally uh, took care of it. I said, I'll do this. You know, and uh, the car was fixed. Second time, the person ran into me. It was about a five-mile-an-hour rear-ender. Still ended up being like $3,000 of the damage. But wow. <laughs> when it occurred, the moment it occurred, I could see it. I could see it in my rearview mirror. She wasn't really paying attention. I had nowhere to go, though, because it was in a traffic jam situation. I couldn't make a left and leave uh, the roadway. And when it, when it occurred, uh, I got out of my car, and she got out of her car. Her, she, had a, she had a kid in the back uh, that, was, uh, uh, that was about, uh, I'd say, somewhere around 9, 10 years of age. And it was a, her a husband's work truck. So it was a company truck, company vehicle right? And she got out all hysterical. And I said, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down. No need for all this. It's just a, it's just a little accident. You have, you have insurance. You know who I need to contact. Let me get that information from you. And she gave me the card, gave me her number, and this and that. And, and I said, you know, and, and I was incredibly calm. I said, look, it's happened before. It's not going to be the last time, likely. There's, I mean, it's just stuff that happens. You have a vehicle, you have a possibility of getting in an accident. And, and I said, let's just pull over to the side. I'll call the police and we'll get a little police report because I need to do that. And I got all that taken care of. And she comes up to me after the, after the police officer while he's taking the report. And she says, why are you so calm? <laughs> and I said, um, I'm so calm because this is just, it's just business. It's just something that happens. You know, it's not... Please don't, you know, you had a moment of a fractured moment in, in, in thought, and, and this occurred. Don't beat yourself up about it, you know, mm-hmm. and hopefully your husband forgives you for this because your insurance company is going to get in. And so, I mean, literally, uh, one thing led to another. I got my car fixed, and when I got fixed, I called her. I had her number. And, and she said, hey, I said, hello. I said, I just wanted to see how you're doing. <laughs> Make sure you're okay. Hope your husband didn't, you know, get down on you too much. She said, she said, what? (laughs) I said, yeah. She said, you're calling me? That's funny how I'm doing? And I said, yeah, because I could see, you know, that her husband might be a little upset. She had her, and by the way, the other reason why I didn't want to get, get, I was very cognizant of the fact that there was another soul. Uh, Her her son was sitting in the back seat. And I, and I told her at the time, I said, is that your son? She says, yeah. I said, you want to make sure that you stay calm here. 
let's 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 help him understand that there's a different way that this can be handled. But I'm I'm not right. going to turn around and yell at you. That's ridiculous, uh, especially in front of your son. That that you know even if you if he wasn't there, I still wouldn't do it. But let's be an example, a positive example for how this can be handled, and you can move on with your day. You know, right. and fine. Her tr- the truck wasn't really damaged, but my car was. And so, you know, I got a rental car, I got this other stuff, I got it all fixed all the way through the end result. And I knew that would happen. It's just, it's just the process that occurs. Right. And, but, but the moral of the story is that I didn't want to judge her. She was a, she was a wonderful human being. I'm sure I got a sense that she was very sorry and remorseful for what happened. And I didn't want to make her feel bad about it. It just, I don't see the need for that to, to, to make her feel bad and, and to try or put her down in some way. It just doesn't make any sense. Why not lift right. her up? Why not lift Absolutely. her up and make her feel better yeah, about, yes. about what had happened? Yeah, so yeah, that's what, that's what Charles Gibbons taught me is to – and I, I accept the responsibility for having bought the car and where I was. You know, I'm just, that's an automatic for me. It's not something that I right. have to actually technically do anymore. It's an automatic. Right. I'm the one who decided to be there at that particular time in traffic, so it's really not all your fault. You know, yeah, I could have been somewhere yeah. else. I could have decided not to be. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's true. Well, you know, and I think <laughs> and you bring up a good point, Michael, is that you can do Ho'oponopono anywhere. You know, you can do it in a situation where there's an accident. Uh, you can do it when you wake up in the morning. You can do it while you're brushing your teeth. It can be said out loud. It can be said to yourself over and over again, which is sometimes, you know, what I do. Um, and... I would like to to admit that sometimes I mix up the words, you know, and I go, oh, 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 you know, I get frustrated <laughs> myself, and I go, really? wait, 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 you know. I'm Let sorry. me write that down. Me. Thank you. I love you. So, you know, and <laughs> so I'll just say, you know, like, please forgive me. I'm sorry. Because sometimes that seems like a, it's a little bit better to me, you know, like, forgive me first, not, you know. I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And, you know, and one of the things that I, I liked that Dr. Lin said is um, he said sometimes you can use things that become symbols. So he, for him, you know, he would put an eraser on the table. And, you know, every time that he would walk by, it was a reminder. He touched that eraser and, you know, he would just say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. And it was a symbolic cleansing tool of erasing memories. And performing that cleaning process, you know, and That's so right. you speak it out loud or, you know, so if you have an eraser, and, and I, you know, sometimes I think we need that little bit, you know, so there's all kinds of, like back to school time, okay. so there's all kinds of cute little erasers, right? I guess I, yes, it's true, but I, I don't think you're aware of the fact that when you, that technically when you, when you mix up the words, something different happens. Oh, what? <laughs> Tell me, please. <laughs> It's like I'm just messing with you. It's like a it's like a spell. Oh wait a minute, you didn't say it the right way. So you totally, you know, totally mixed right. it all well, up, it's right? My, yeah, but, I'm taking 100 percent responsibility for my imperfections. Right. We're we're talking about a kahuna here, okay? So when we're talking about right. kahuna, we're talking about magic. We're talking about words that are like they're like they're magical, and you have mm-hmm. to get them. And the, the, what came to mind when you said that is that. Let's not overthink this. Let's not overthink this. Write it down on Perfect. a piece of paper if you have to. However, it's let's don't overthink it. Just I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. I thank you. That's it. Okay. So mm-hmm. when when <laughs> when they if if our if our listeners can simply get a piece of paper and write it down. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I love you. I thank you. The magic is in saying the words with sincerity. That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all. That's all there is to it. We don't have to go through a whole a magical process of, of 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 sitting down and doing a whole meditation. If you don't meditate, if that's not part of your life regimen, you can still use ho'oponopono to clear out, to clean, to clean house. Right. Like you know, right. clean your mind, clean, you can't clean your, your past. Yeah, and you can't remember yeah. any of it. Just say, I love you. 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 Right? I love well, you. Well, okay. Semi-right. Semi-right. Come on. It's a, it's a, it wouldn't be 
oh, bono bono if you didn't actually <laughs> make it right. You know, I mean, you make right. it make it different, make it make it light. I don't know. I don't know what what happens if you don't say it the way you're supposed to. It's just that it's just funny that you said that. I don't know. I kind of mess the words up sometimes. You know, and and think about this movie. <laughs> oh my god. I I think about this movie, The Army of Darkness. Have you ever seen that? No, Army of Darkness. Not. You ever seen? It? It's a comedy. It's a comedy with Bruce Campbell, and he has to say, he has to say, uh, he's he goes back in time. I'm going to keep this really simple and short. It's an awesome movie. He he goes he's he's thrust back in time to medieval times from from present to medieval times, and he has to. Uh, subdue the army of darkness. And in order to do so, he's the chosen one, and he has to go, say these, go to this special rock in the middle of some very dangerous, deep, dark forest where, you know, uh, the, the, the devils and witches live, whatever, the dead live. And he has to go up and get this book, and, and when he gets the book, he has to say these specific words in the specific way. <laughs> and if he doesn't do it, then he doesn't, he doesn't he, the army of darkness isn't subdued. And the army of darkness actually <laughs> comes and takes over the world, and and everything becomes black and dark, and 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 it, that's what I thought about when you said, "Oh, I don't always get the words right." Sometimes I'm going, "No, no, no, no! You got to get the words right. You got because if not, you don't know what the heck's going to happen." You know, it's it's a great yeah, movie, and he doesn't funny. take the words seriously, and he does mess them up, and he but he thinks he takes the book and says, "Oh, that's good enough." <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it is, and it, it doesn't turn out well until he actually oh. does say the words the right way, way down the line after all this madness has occurred. So we never oh. understand. I don't know. I just I take it upon um, I, the Hawaiian, the, the ancient Hawaiians <laughs> chose these words for a reason. Their their particular uh, um, um, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Their particular. Um, uh, not cadence, but uh, the, the way the words are laid out, particularly. But it's simple enough. It's again, it's yes, not complicated. I'm sorry. Please we don't need me. To... Thank you. I love you. Yep. Yep. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, Please no. I me. love thank... you. I thank you. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I thank the you. Second time you said that. I love you. Uh, I, I thank you. I love you. No, no, no. It's I love you. I thank you because you're thanking you. But anyway, don't worry about it. I think it's funny. Um, but oh, I, to well, our listeners, I, I'm just having a joke here. It's fun. Yeah, no, but <laughs> I, yeah, I'm so it. grateful for each one of you um, and uh, for joining us here on TRN FM on Connect to Love. And um, you know, as our time, it seems to just it seems to fly by. And I'm going to let Michael because he gets the words right, and uh, I'll give him <laughs> <a question. laughs> turn it over to you. To well, the show. let me just. Let me just simply say this. Um, the, the, <laughs> the beauty of, of what we do here is that, again, it's all unscripted, and we love it. It's our, uh, it's our opportunity to connect with you, our listeners, and we hope that you're, taking the, that you're, you're finding the treasure in, in what we uh, convey every week to enrich your life beyond measure. That, that really is our goal um, maybe not everything that we say is going to resonate uh, at this time in, in your life with you. However, we hope that it sticks with you and that there's an awareness of it that can at some particular point uh, ignite within you this spark that will, that will help change your life and the lives of those around you and, as a result, the world around you as well. Um, we appreciate it. If you want to get a copy of the show, Connect to Love, the podcast is where you find it. Okay? And uh, thank you so much. Many blessings. Thank you so much. Many blessings as well. Mm-hmm.